name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today we hear the account, the parable of the sower uh, from the Gospel of Luke. It's also told in Matthew and Mark. Um, and there's a line, and it says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We hear that line in the book of Revelation, uh, which is a kind of a kind of a, a, a declaration the Lord is saying that this is about the mysteries of God. This is about the mysteries of God. Not just, just listen to it. No, there's something deep and rich here. So we need to pay attention to this. From a book, uh, The Grace of Our Lord, uh, The Grace of the Year of the Lord, a beautiful monk who um, wrote many of the accounts, the uh, commentaries on the scriptures, uh, says this, and this is the theme I'd like to use today. God will not take possession of our souls if we have not cultivated the ground and cut back the thorns. She, she gets it. <laughs> God will not take possession of our soul if we do not cultivate the ground and cut back the thorns. When it just gets full of stuff, God can't work there. So we have things to look at today. So each of these conditions of the soil, um, they could be seen as a progression. They could also be seen as something that we, we have or maybe return to at times. So maybe we can look at each of these things and say, is my soil hardened? Is my soil rocky? Is my soil full of thorns? Do I have good soil? So we should look at this in relation to our own condition and uh, to take, take, uh, take account, take account of it for us. So um, if we look at it from this standpoint, uh, we'll take each one and then uh, evaluate it in relationship to the things we may be able to look at in ourselves. Uh, the seed that's sown by, sowed by the side of the road, eaten by birds, treading on by passers-by. As St. Luke says, it's the work of the devil. Hardened soil. Now, our soil can be hardened. How does it get hardened? By the words, the, the noise of the world. It comes and begins to harden us. It gets in there and starts kind of uh, bringing the soil. It, it pulls the moisture out of the soil. So it, it, we begin to not see clearly God anymore. We're, we're looking at the world and the voices of the world. Uh, we look at the politics of the world. We look at the entertainment, the many, many distractions that we have. Um, I was seeing it the other day on the Internet, um, or about the Internet, uh, children uh, of a certain age, I can't remember the age exactly, but uh, they're in front of a screen seven hours a day. What? Seven hours a day in front of a screen. So what we can find ourselves here. We can find ourselves hardened because of the voices of the world. It's politics, it's distractions, it's entertainment. It becomes kind of... Uh, it covers up that beautiful word that God gives to us. So what might we do? 
Um, first, maybe we could put aside our phones for a while. Oh, my gosh. Maybe a day without a phone. Maybe that ought to be it. Go a day without your phone. Or maybe the internet. Maybe we eliminate the or reduce the amount of time we spend on it. Oh, I see you're all getting very nervous now. Yes, oh, put away my phone. Oh, Father, no, the internet. I've got to have that. See, it gets at us. It, it becomes noise that takes away God's words. We need to understand how, how powerful that is out there. Uh, this beautiful monk says, it's the devil's work. That's where the devil works there. So we have to be very, very careful of how much time we spend in distractions and, and be careful. And when we find ourselves kind of grabbed by something in technology, we need to be able to maybe put it aside for a while to make sure it's not dominating us. So upon the rock, uh, when we find ourselves, uh, when the rocks are in the, in the soil, it lacks moisture, it dries up. In, in other words, we're, it's lacking for us a spiritual effort. We're not making a spiritual effort or, or it's reduced. You know, the Lord says, uh, Sermon on the Mount, he gives us actually a really clear uh, direction on how we should live our life spiritually. He says, if you pray, if you give alms, if you uh, fast. Oh, no, he doesn't say if. He says, when you pray, when you fast, when you give alms, assuming that this is a part of your spiritual life. So we need to understand that this is what we are called to do. We are called to pray. Pray in the morning, the noon, and the evening if we can. Set a, set a, uh, uh, a time for prayer. And, and, be, and fight for that time. And when we fast, we need to be able to keep ourselves away from certain things, fasting from food, from entertainment, from other things that distract us. We need to give alms, be generous to others. To uh, St. Nikolai says that those three disciplines, one, the uh, prayer sanctifies the mind. Think about that. When you pray, you sanctify your mind. When you fast, you strengthen your will. You have to say no. That great spiritual word, no, thank you. No, not now, no. And when we give alms, we uh, purify our heart. We begin bring, bring compassion into our hearts. What a beautiful thing to see God not just gave this to, for us to do, but he knew that it would strengthen our heart and strengthen our mind and strengthen our will. These things, he knew that if we did these things, it would strengthen us. So we need to make that spiritual effort. And when we do this, it's very interesting. When you begin to make a spiritual effort, you'll find the rocks. You'll find the rocks. When you commit yourself to pray, to give alms, to fast, you're going to find rocks. What kind of rocks are you going to find? The rock of pride. Oh, no, it's no longer about me. Well, I have to put that, self, that selfishness aside. That self-indulgence aside, I have to put that aside. 
we'll find um, slothfulness. Oh, I don't like to fast. I like my hamburgers and my ice cream and my uh, whatever else you like. I'm kind of sharing my own uh, problems here. <laughs> my little glass of wine, my whatever it is, okay? Oh, I don't want to do that. Slothfulness, right? Gluttony. It all sits there. When you begin to make spiritual efforts, the rocks show up. And God says, That's the, we need to get rid of those things. Greed, when we need to be generous with our time, our money, um, it's greedy. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that. We find ourselves that we're really holding on to things. So when we try to be, uh, give alms, all of a sudden what shows up is the rock of greed. Or perhaps we get to the place where uh, we need to uh, have compassion on other people. Maybe I find that I'm not forgiving. Maybe I find that I'm uh, bitter, resentful, when I have to find, try to be compassionate to people. Maybe even to the people that I don't like or that bother me the most. St. John Chris Cronsat says, those are the most important people in your life, the most difficult people. He calls them your physician. <laughs> they cut at you. Cut out the bad stuff, because they show it up. They show the bad stuff up. So we need to understand how power and important that is for us. So when the thorns are there, and we... Uh, next, the thorns. Um, so let me read this from uh, St. Timothy, so we can begin with uh, these beautiful words in Timothy. Um, Timothy uh, 1, 6, 9, and 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil to which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many thorns, many sorrows. So the thorns, these worldly cares that we run into, uh, worries, worries. You have worries? You know, I remember Saint, uh, Saint, maybe soon. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of his name. I'll remember, I'll remember it. Uh, oh, Father Sophroni, yes, St. Sophroni now, um, says that uh, when we, we, we get to this place where uh, we are um, struggling with worries, he says all your worries should be prayers. Isn't that beautiful? So you have worries. If we understand worries are there. Turn them to prayer. Take that energy of worry and make it a prayerful energy. That can be very beautiful and helpful to us. So um, all the stuff that gets us in the way, gets distances us from God, moves us away from God a bit. Um, we need to understand how do we overcome these worldly cares. So I will say this to you who are all here at church. 
You need to go to church. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. You need to get to church. Look at this place. It's a, it's St. John Chrysostom says it's a it's the bedrock of virtue. It's the glory of the saints. It's a piece of heaven. We need to get we need to get here. This is where worries can dis- dissipate. Just kind of float away a bit. Look at you're standing before the altar of God where the angels and the saints worship him, where Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are honored. We see all the saints today around us. We see their courage. We see their faith. We see their, their uh, undying love for us in their prayers. So it allows us to kind of let worry dissipate. Let worry, let, 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 uh, worry sit aside for a bit. Um, and then finally, I think when you get to this place where worry becomes dominant and, and these other things become dominant, then we need confession. We need to go to confession. This is kind of where I think we, we can unload stuff. We carry it and think we can deal with it well all by ourselves and understand that God has given us a, a sacrament to confess our sins, to unload the burden, to unload the worry unload the thorn, to unload the rock, to get rid of it. We carry it around and like hoping and praying, which is good. That's hope and prayer is good. But confession is powerful medicine. So my encouragement is to, is to see that and understand how important that is to us. So the good soil that comes to us. Let's begin with St. Peter here and see what St. Peter has to say about the soil. 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not in corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. In you. In you. So this powerful thing that we maintain, this God has given us an opportunity with living a life to fill us with grace, to give us his grace, to fill us with his presence. This is, uh, we, should be, we should understand ourselves as receptacle, receptacles of grace. So we get up in the morning. What's God want to do every morning for you? He wants to pour the grace of, his grace into you every day, every moment of the day. I want to pour my grace into you. So we need to be a receptacle of that, right? We need to understand that that's who God made us to be and how God, how God wants to interact with us. So this important uh, word, to be patient in your efforts. Be patient in your efforts. Um, there's a line in, in Unseen Warfare that says, um, that God will help us uh, through patient assimilation of good intention. Patient of good intention. Now, my encouragement to you is to have good intentions and to pray about, to ask God for them consistently. I was given this work years ago from my spiritual father and my spiritual mother, Mother Victoria. You need to write these things down and you need to pray to God for them. 
Like, what, what do you desire? You need to have it down, and, and throughout the week, somewhere in the week, you need to pray for it. Lord, help me patiently as, assimilate my intentions. But I need to have them. You can't just say it and have no intentions. So you need to have intentions. What are your, what are your intentions to pray? How about prayer? What intentions about fasting? What are your intentions about um, giving alms? What intentions about forgiveness? About, uh, 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 about getting along with other people? About struggling in relationships? Whatever it is, you need to have an intention and ask God to help you. Patient assimilation of good intentions. That's a powerful thing. And St. James will help us with this um, a bit. Let me read these words from him. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So we see how important this is to us, to cultivate the ground, to have the good soil, but to have the intentions always of keeping it fertile with these, these, these things that we, we are intending to assimilate into our life. So, I pray these things are helpful to you, and may we have ears to hear today. May we keep a consistent effort each of us. Cultivate the ground. Cut back the thorns. Giving God the opportunity to possess our souls. So having heard the word of God with a noble and a good heart, we keep it and bear fruit with patience. Amen.